Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Wow, they finally let us into the party, huh? Pride of Detroit here. We are prideofdetroit.com. Right, right, right. We're here now. We're here now is what we're going to do. I'm Chris Perfett. Jeremy Reisman is here. Hi, Jeremy. Hello. And Ryan Matthews, the rock god, is here. Hi, Ryan. Hello. We are Pride of Detroit. This is the POD cast. It stands for Pride of Detroit podcast. It's very hard to get. Here's our theme real quick, and we're going to give you our pick for the SB Nation community draft. doing it we're doing it live we're doing it here we're doing it raw mm, mm. i don't even know how to make this even more sportsman than i can we're talking draft stuff yeah baby yeah oh, get that testosterone going get it going but you can't Jeremy, because you're low t and you need, these <laughs> you need these low supplements that we sell from our website here you could go to prideofdetroit.com and get yourself some testosterone and some Detroit Lions news, I guess, too. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you're the head honcho here. You tell us who we are picking for the draft as the Lions pick at number eight. And uh, let me do let me do my voice impression of the voice here. Thank you for that wonderful intro, intro, Alex Jones. Um, let's talk about. Okay, what? so yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, this is the SB Nation NFL Raiders mock draft. What we're basically doing is every. Uh, SB Nation site is running through their picks um, for you know the the general manager the of each site is running. Okay, chill. Yeah. I'm I'm talking fast. We don't need any clock. Brian Calhoun's in here. Well, let me run through who's been picked before in case you're just listening to us on audio. Oh, I can, and you I don't can have do it. Then. I didn't realize this was something the host had to do. Well, I mean, this is you're just the adequate show. host. I am being very adequate here. At number one so far has been the Arizona Cardinals taken Kyler Murray out of quarterback out of Oklahoma. Boomer. San Francisco 49ers for number two took Nick Bosa edge out of Ohio State. The New York football Jets took Josh Allen edge defensive end out of Kentucky. And then we had the Raiders, the Raiders of absolutely nowhere, taking Quinn and Alliums defensive line, Alabama, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Ed Oliver defensive line out of Houston. Very, uh, very defense heavy draft so far. Wouldn't you say, Ryan? I, I would say so. A lot of defensive players off the board. Four mm-hmm. out of five, some would say. And here comes another as the New York baseball giants. I'm sorry, the football giants. Hard to get those two confused. Devin White, linebacker, LSU. And then right before us, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. The Ohio State. Now at number eight, this is where we're at right now as the Detroit Lions, the dirty boys from up north, sitting here with our cup, cups of, what do we even drink? What are we even drinking here? I don't know. Soy milk. 
soy Fago milk. Soy milk. Fago soy, soy milk. Boy? They make a soy milk now. <laughs> a Fago soy milk. Oh god, that sounds just. It's it's like a Fago. It's a Fago cream. Soy cream. All right. Andy, Andy Benoit is not the only person who can drink milk. Oh, in this oh wow. Let's go. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Jeremy, please bring us back to normalcy. Tell us. Okay, now that we've lost every casual listener ever that's first tuning into the Pride of Detroit podcast. Yes. With the eighth pick in the NFL, SB Nation mock draft, the Detroit Lions take Brian Burns, edge out of Florida State. Uh, Mm, I think this is a a pick that the Lions can make fairly easily, even though it has been a very defensive draft so far. The only offensive players were two quarterbacks so far. Um, obviously a guy like TJ Hawkinson's is a, is a guy that I'm considering here, but I think you get a lot more value out of an edge rusher, a pure pass rusher. That's something that I don't think the Lions really have, even though they got Trey Flowers uh, in, in free agency. They need a, a guy like Ziggy who can get you double digit sacks. And I think, I think this is their guy. I think Burns is their guy. I think this is a guy that can come and be a starter right away. Um, I know Flowers is probably going to be that. Uh, hand in the dirt guy, but I think Brian Burns, even though he didn't do it a ton at Florida State, could kind of be in the Devon Kennard ro- role. And and the lines aren't tied to Kennard long term. Maybe Kennard is kind of their guy in this year, but Kennard can you can easily get out of that contract next year. Brian Burns is my guy. Run it up, run up the card right now before either I'm of running guys it. get to work. I'm running it. I'm running okay. it. I'm running it as fast as I can here. I like this. Are we going to going right into the analysis of the of the pick that you just made here? That is sure. absolutely real. Okay, cool. Well, I like this though because, and I'm not just saying that because we are Lions people talking about Lions and a Lions podcast here embedded into a larger like centipede, like a podcast centipede here for SB Nation. But because this also gives us the Lions now, you got Brian Burns, you've got Trey Flowers, you've also got Snacks Harrison. Like this is this is an impressive line that the Lions have suddenly now put together with your absolutely real and actually actually happened pick. Like this front, this front of the front seven is looking impressive, and and it's young. Not going to lie, it's yeah, young too. Very young. Trey Flowers, Brian Burns, both guys under twenty five, twenty six. David Harrison's got, the old one at thirty. Yeah, and but you got Deshaun Hand. Really mm-hmm. had a good rookie year. You have Ashawn Robinson entering mm-hmm. the last year of his contract. Maybe actually 36 years old, but it says on NFL.com he's only, what, 23 or 24? He's actually 100. Okay, so he's actually 100. So maybe that he's, rises he's the average age a little bit. But, I mean, how do you not love a defense that has a defensive front like this? How can you not fantasize it and make everyone else? And I mean, this, this would be a top five defensive line, would it not, Ryan? It would absolutely be so. And like, you don't have to do a whole lot of fantasizing if you're a Detroit Lions fan because this type of thing happened in 2014. Mm-hmm. Except, mm-hmm. dare I say that if the Lions were to draft somebody like Brian Burns and he plays up to his athletic potential out on the football field, man, with the group that they've assembled with Trey Flowers, dare I say it could even be better than the 2014 Detroit Lions defensive line? Ooh. I mean that's kind of hard You're to right. cuz it's not a 4 it's not a 4 3 base anymore though so we're kind of judging on different standards here but I mean absolutely I could be for that. I mean if you're talking about across the board sure, absolutely like it doesn't have maybe the linchpin that that is in Dominican Sue but it's close to it in Snacks it's close to it in Trey Flowers to be honest. And if if you if you want to assume that like maybe Deshaun Hand is going to take another step forward, I mean he had a really good rookie season. So to imagine him taking a you know 
uh, a step in the right direction and to progress from season one to season two, like if that happens, I mean, you have quite a dynamite front seven. And the other thing, the other or, thing, that or th- maybe if Ashawn's playing out of his mind, because as Jeremy said, last year of his rookie contract too. Absolutely, he has he has all the incentive in the world to to perform. The other thing about this is, guys, like last offseason, we were talking about how the Detroit Lions defensive line was the absolute weakness of the entire team. Garbage, basura. I mean, it took Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia like a, a year to turn this thing around. Yeah. Miss us now, Bears. Where are you at? <laughs> ready to fight in the streets. We're ready to rumble. Okay, so it sounds like you're all pretty behind this pick, but let's talk about some guys that we didn't pick and maybe some guys that okay. you guys would be okay with or maybe even prefer. Is there, is there anyone sure. still on the board here that, that you guys would have been at least happy with? I mean, you mentioned him already, TJ Hawkinson. Like, mm-hmm. Lions, after jettisoning Eric Ebron and then Ebron turning around and having probably his best career year ever, no suddenly the Lions are completely and wholly without a uh, quality starting tight end. And as much as it gives some Lions fans PTSD to think about the idea of taking a tight end in the first round, in the early first round, guess what? This ain't the past. This is the present. And I mean, I'm a, I, I could really use a tight end on this team right now. I really could. I, you know what? I didn't even think too much about anything on the, on the offensive line, even on the interior offense or anything like that. But, Without TJ Lang, like this is, uh, but yeah, are, are you really gonna hate on the road dog Jesse James like that? Maybe, uh, maybe I, I, I'd like to. I, I love Jess. I love me some Jesse James. I, I love me some Jesse James, but I don't want to see him doing it alone. That's what I'm saying. I can't believe that Jeremy's so with the wrestling references. But if there's a player, <laughs> if, if there's a player that I'm gonna maybe maybe thump for, um, where I think the Lions could. Definitely use some more depth and even another starter um, because I think that they're at, at the linebacker position. I think that they have the possibility to, to really upgrade from Christian Jones. And like, what about Devin Bush Jr. here at number eight? Mm-hmm. Some people say, it, same, yeah. yeah, some people say it might be a little bit, bit rich, but hear me out. I know he's small, but like he makes up for it with his athleticism. And I think like if you combine that athleticism with like he has like the football smarts to I think be a really good like coverage linebacker to like play zones and whatnot. Yep. And if you're putting him off the ball, I mean, just let him kind of let him kind of like run, you know, wreak havoc like from from that from that off the ball position. So I mean like it, if if you're not going to keep on trying to beef up that defensive line, I don't have a problem with the Brian Burns pick just cuz I think he is so athletic and he does have some of that versatility. I mean, you you see him in some of those drills and you're like that guy could play safety with the way that he can move around. But like Devin Bush Jr. could be, he could be a really good addition for a, for a Lions team that could use a shot in the arm when it comes to the linebacker position. Yeah, and I think if you're drafting based on need, that's kind of the one piece of the puzzle that the Lions really haven't addressed in free agency. And I do agree, it, it's a big need. Even if you like Christian Jones for this year, again, one more year on his deal. I don't, I don't know if he has future plans with this team. Um, doesn't really come from the Patriots background. Just kind of had a so-so season last year. Uh, I, I do think that linebacker is kind of an underrated need with this team. And outside of, you know, Devin White and Devin Bush, there's not a lot in this year's draft. So if, if Devin White is still there or Devin Bush is still there at eight um, and, and Devin White's already off the board here, um, if you if you want to come out of this draft, the linebacker, you might have to do it in the first round. And I think that's something that not a lot of Lions fans are 
are talking about outside of Devin White. I feel like Devin White's a pretty common pick, but wasn't available to us here. The only, the only other position I would think might be in play here is cornerback, but th- that comes down to a value thing, right? Because Greedy Williams has been all over the place this draft season. A lot of people had him mm-hmm. originally going to the Lions kind of right after the season broke. Then, you know, questions about his tacklings, had him sliding down boards, just kind of had a so-so measurements. Um, is it too early to consider a guy like Amani Oruarie or Justin Lane or Byron Murphy? Any of you guys okay with one of those early? This early? Um, I'm not. I'm not because I think I think there is still that need. If you're gonna sell me on anything on defense, like there there's just so much need still on the front seven that I can I can pass with what we have right now at cornerbacks until a later until a later round, be it Quandre Diggs or be it Darius Slay. I, I feel like it's okay there, but I feel like I feel that that's kind of becoming it, it. It's a luxury to pick in the first round a cornerback where the Lions really don't have time to be dallying around with luxuries when they got so much else to fill and such a little little time to really fill it. Yeah, fair point. Um, I'm not super high on Greedy Williams. I don't think he fits in with what the Lions do with their corners. And uh, like like you said, Jeremy, like the the red flags when it comes to uh, tackling, what, whether or not it's like technique or whether or not it's just like the willingness to like get out there and do it and, and kind of lower your shoulder and, and get in on uh, run support type stuff. Byron Murphy, I think, maybe would fit the mold, I think, more for maybe what the Lions want to do with their cornerbacks. Um, but I think at this point in the draft, maybe it's a little bit too rich to too rich of a spot to take um, to take a position I think the Lions can address later on in the draft. Yeah, my, my only issue with kind of kicking it down the road like that is that I feel like it's very top-heavy in the first two rounds. Maybe a guy will drop to the third round. Again, this is all projection who knows how it'll actually play out but if the lines don't get a cornerback and they, they don't have to they got they got a couple in free agency um where it's you know if they need to k- put cornerback on the back burner for another year they can but if you want a shot at a guy like justin lane or maybe david long if we're just talking local products or maybe a rocky sin um in in the second or third like you might have to grab them in the second because we were running some mock drafts over the weekend and um most of those guys were gone by the time the Lions were on the third pick. And a lot of that is due to the Lions having a late third round pick due to the Golden Tate trade and all that. Um, they don't pick until 88. So um, it kind of, the only reason I would consider maybe going cornerback early, maybe even as early as the first round, is that that way you're not pigeonholed the rest of the way um, because the Lions would also probably like to get a guard in this draft. And there's not one there at eight at all worthy of it, but there might be in the second or third round. Um, so to kind of get kind of free up those two picks by getting a quarterback early makes a little bit of sense to me. But again, it is a value thing. Um, I don't. I'm also not a huge Ree William fans, but Orwarie is someone that would be my like sleeper eight pick at number eight. A lot of people don't Ooh. think he's even the number one corner in the draft, but um, I, I really like him. Uh, I, I think he fits what the Lions need. He's he's a big corner, six two, two oh five, um, physical dude. He's he's a guy that I think would there, there'd be a little bit of blowback, but probably not as much as as you'd think if if he were to surprise a few and be there at number eight. I think that's about where we should uh, stop it. There, I think we've given us enough time of our nonsense being out here on the airwaves. Here we're at fifteen minutes by my clock coming up here in ten seconds. I'm all about time. This is about punctuality here. 
Do you want to uh, give me a, a draft grade really quick? How did I do? How am, am I going to be the Lions' new GM? S plus. No. Um. I. I. I'll give you. I'll give you a B plus because it's there. There's a lot of other uh, edge that's come off the board here. A lot of defensive line talent that's come off. But you know what? I think. I think a, a B plus is the nonchalant, uh, neutral grade I can give that says I like it a lot, but I can also not be like. I also don't want to appear too much of a homer by giving you anything in the A, right? You just you just don't like me. I don't like you at all. <laughs> I'm Chris Perfett, <laughs> at Chris Perfett, P-E-R-F-E-T-T on Twitter. That's Jeremy Reisman. He's on Twitter, at Detroit on Lion, because he likes puns. And Ryan Matthews, our rock god, is on Twitter, at Ryan underscore P-O-D. We are the Pride of Detroit P-O-D cast prideofdetroit.com at pride of detroit on twitter find our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher find them there download it download them at many times as you get us the three of us our friends guests and all of our nonsense nattering and analysis about the best team in the nfc north the real kings the lions the lions football as only we can do we will see you all next time See you star side. We are SB Nation, pride of Detroit.